the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. It is episode 61, which in bingo terms is... I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really give a shit and I don't really want to be here today, but move on. Okay, it's 61 Baker's Bun. Amazing. Okay, and you, by the way, everyone listening and watching on YouTube, this is the 236th most popular football podcast in China. (laughs) Is Is that true? I've got the stats in front of me. We are the 73rd most popular football podcast in Turkey. Who's listening to us in Turkey? And we are the 161st most popular podcast in Hong Kong. So, like, I mean, there's there's actually quite good in terms of the Great Britain ones. You know, we're we're like oh, we're doing well. We're twentieth. Aye, not that's bad. great for the UK. That's I'm very happy, very that's proud of our achievements here on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. So, listen, I mean, I've got the full list in front of me here. We've got uh, obviously the UK, Australia, uh, China, Ireland, New Zealand, Turkey, Hong Kong, the UAE, the Czech Republic. We're the ninety eighth most popular. Football podcast in the Czech Republic. So we've got listeners all over the world. If you are an international listener mm-hmm. to this podcast, yeah. then please do get in touch with us, either on YouTube, you can leave your comment there, or you can also uh, give us a shout on at Big Football Scott. We get lots and lots of shouts every single week. We'll get to that in just a wee second. Uh, some headlines before we go any further, though. Um, obviously, another manager has left their job in the Scottish Premiership. And do you remember intern Callum? Who used to work on this show? I remember intern Callum, who was a fantastic producer and way better than the boy that we've got just now. I mean, that's a bit harsh, I think. He had his faults, intern Callum. And producer John has his faults as well, as I'm sure he'll admit. But... I would prefer intern Callum I'm over not producer gonna, John. Hey! I'm not going to put them up against each other. Well, I am, and You've, I've got an opinion on it. And I think that intern Callum did a far better job, and I think that producer John's still got a lot to learn. Okay, well, intern Oi, Callum... Oi, come on! I'm not having this. No, I'm not having this. Absolutely not having this. <laughs> intern Callum but, sent me a message this morning. Uh-huh. Um, he now works uh, for STV. Yes. Stephen McLean is the 20th Premiership manager to leave their job since David Martindale was appointed permanent Livingston manager in November 2020. That is a brilliant stat. That's, that's, brilliant. What you, that's what you get from intern Callum, though. And David Martindale has also been linked with the St Johnston job. Yes, alongside now it's Scott Burns. He's a journalist that I follow on social media, seems to be pretty in the know, mm-hmm. um, works with a variety of newspapers. And in his article, David Martindale... Yeah. Robbie Nielsen. Yes. And Billy Dodds. Yes. Which would be the fun appointment, let's be honest. That it's would not the, going to be Billy Dodds. That would be the funny one. It's not going to be Billy Dodds. What about Neil Lennon? He's been quoted elsewhere. Neil Lennon? He's been quoted elsewhere in the media that he might be in the running for the job. What about our pal who was on with us three weeks ago? Billy Davis. Billy Davis. He'll throw his hat in the ring, will he not? He'll do it for free. Absolutely. Aye, he'll do it to the end of the season. <laughs> do it to the end of the season for free. So, uh, listen, we'll see what happens over the next week. Well, with Stephen McLean, uh, we were on the Big Saturday Football Show just the weekend there. and We kind of called it, didn't we? Aye, we were like, I don't think he's going to see the games in midweek so he knew it as well in his post-match interview I mean he went after his players yeah and he was like they're not playing for me anymore well well, they won't be Um, so there we are Steve McLean out of job at St Johnson we'll see who takes over it's Alex Cleland uh, who is interim charge Uh, a name and a person I totally forgot existed was he not a Rangers player former Rangers fullback yeah Yeah, Alex Cleland so he's now in temporary charge uh, of St Johnston there and uh, yeah we'll see who's in the running over the next week I I think it doesn't really matter who they bring in there because I still think they're going to be relegated I think they've just got a poor poor team now listen it might change if you get somebody in there who can organise them 
better tactics and getting the best out of the players that they've got and they might be able to turn it around. just can't see them scoring goals. But can you see someone like Neil Lennon taking that job on? I don't. Absolutely not. Nah. No. Uh, I, I could see Martindale taking it. Do you know what? I think Robbie Nielsen would be a decent appointment on the basis... That's that, going backwards for him. Oh, yeah, I know. I, th- I think it would be a major a major uh, coup if they managed to get yeah. Robbie Nielsen, to be honest with you. Because I think, as history is now showing, he was doing a pretty decent job at Hearts. I wish, um, he, still, I wish he was still there. <laughs> I told you this! I told you this at the time! Um, so, Robbie Nielsen, I think, would be a really, really good appointment. Not only because I think he's a decent manager, but... If they do actually get relegated and he doesn't have enough to keep them up, he's also very good at winning the championship. Yes, he is. And can I make another suggestion that's going to piss you off? Mm-hmm. James McPeak might be in the running. So he did such a great job with Dunfermline in League One and got you promoted. Yes, I know you lost at the weekend and we'll get to that shortly. But I think James McPeak, who was decent at Dundee and I thought it was unfair what happened yeah. to him at Dundee, he might be somebody that they might look at and it's also a job that he himself might be interested that he could maybe turn their fortunes around and get one over Dundee. I can't see it. Um, but you, you, he would be a type of manager that might be interested yeah, in Yeah, I mean, I, I think overall James has done a really good job at one, and, you know, it's not been a great two or three weeks. But if you look at it in the whole, like, obviously he's, he's done a really good job yep. and he will get linked with other teams. But does he want to leave Dunfermline, who are on an upward trajectory? Correct. Who are heading back towards the Premier League, the, Premier, the yep. Premiership, or St Johnston and all the problems that they have, mm-hmm. um, and try and keep them up? I, I, I don't think, I don't think he would go for that. I think he would, if it was a team that he was previously uh, played with, like if it was a. Um, Hibs, for example, yes. or someone like that, mm-hmm. then I think there's probably more chance. And obviously, Hibs are a bigger team than, than St. Johnson. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what I, I can't see that happening. But I think um, I think St. Johnson need to get this appointment right. They have and, to. and they have to balance it in their heads by going, well, do we appoint someone like Robbie Nielsen who might not be able to keep us up because our squad's so dire and prepare for the championship already next season and get a really good championship manager in, someone who's been there, done it, won the league three times, Robbie Nielsen. Or do they go somebody completely short term and just be like, just keep us up? Uh, Yogi Hughes or somebody like that. that, maybe, Maybe that could be a Neil Lennon role. And as I always say, we're only around two weeks away from John Hughes being on the radio saying, <laughs> I'm really annoyed, I didn't get an interview for the St. Johnson job. My CV speaks for itself. I, I think St. Johnson will already have an idea of who they'd like to get in for Stephen McLean because I think it's been on the cards for a while now that it's not happening for McLean at St. Johnson. So the next 10 days or so are going to be really interesting as to who will appear in the dugout. Because I think they'll have a new manager in place in the next couple of weeks. Well, I think they have to. I mean, there's so many games between now and yeah. the next international break, yeah. and that's only what a couple of weeks away now. Aye. So they've got a lot of a lot of games to get through, and then between now and the end of the year as well, there's so many games. So uh, they need someone in fairly quickly. We'll see what happens over the next week. Whilst and Johnson uh, looking for a manager again, only 15 games in charge in the Premiership for Stephen McLean. Uh, elsewhere, right, let's get to some of your correspondence from last week's show. Uh, Querty says, spoiler alert for fuck's sake, train spotting. You ruined train spotting for loads of people last week. I ruined train spotting. The movie. Yep, Chris McNulty says, that's train spotting ruined for me now. No point in watching it. But 
everybody on the planet. Well, Querthy and Chris McNulty haven't seen it. Rubbish. They're at it. Because... Hello to George Robertson, who says, Cameron looks like he should be on a rocking chair singing Cotton Eye Joe on a porch somewhere. Did you have a particularly... I had a hat on last week. They're called distressed baseball caps. Right. And you get them for nine ninety nine on Amazon. And I'm wearing another distressed baseball cap. And he's right. These types of baseball caps are worn by Texans. Who live country singers, country singers, and, and, and people like that, people yeah. who drive a truck and their like hands are covered in oil. They're worn by they're worn by country singers. Sorry, I've yes, got a, a, a star, star. yeah, and um, they've got a check shirt, yeah, and I've got you've check got a check shirt, shirt. yeah. I did notice today we've coordinated in terms of our jumper wearing, yes. Now, I, I don't often wear jumpers, I've worn this once before in the podcast, but I do like my jumper. Well, the it's, clocks went back at the weekend. So we're in cosy mode. Cosy mode, it's winter mode. Exactly. So that's what they're referring to in regards to looking like some hillbilly. I love my distress hat look. It makes me, I think it looks cool, if I'm being yeah. honest. And you can get them for, so go on to Amazon, into the search engine, and put distress baseball caps. And there are a number of different caps available at $9.99. I have three in my collection. I plan to get more. Okay. Hello to Anthony Keecher. Uh, I hope it's Keecher. I hope for your sake it's not Keecher. Keecher. <laughs> um, you say Hearts are the third biggest team in Scotland. They well, are. Their board don't act like they're the third biggest in Scotland. It's not whether or not they act like it or whether or not we... Look at the amount of revenue they lost out by cutting the Celtic support. And looking around the stadium, there were three to 4,000 empty seats. That's a lot of money lost. It's not and money by the lost. hour mark, do you think 300 were in the ground? There, there's, there's, what you it's, it's not money lost because those seats had been paid for by the season ticket holders, so shut your face. Okay, right? that was Anthony Keeker uh, who got involved there. Uh, Buzz Lapovich. It's honestly unbearable seeing big Scottish teams like Hearts and Aberdeen making crazy managerial appointments. Why was Naismith given his job? It's totally indefensible. We'll get to Hearts in just a wee second. Aberdeen, I mean... Their run the next five or six games. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Robson, <laughs> we need to ask. Maybe that could be a big question later on. Maybe that is a big question. Is Barry Robson going to survive this, this run? Run of fixtures. We'll get to that a bit later. Yeah. Uh, Graham D78. Nazy won't be sacked, as that would mean the board would be admitting failure by appointing him. He's massively out of his debt, and that should not be uh, anyone's first proper big job. It's now 11 points out of 27 so far, and that's unacceptable. It's actually now 11 points out of 30. Yeah. Because uh, that was written last week. Uh, Susan Jones, the only way Hearts are beating Rangers in the League Cup semi finals by getting them a new manager before the semi final. Well, I'd had a new manager two, three weeks ago, but I don't think that's going to happen. Nutty, not Elvis. Ewan should wear a top from every team that pumps hearts this season while eating a homemade sub. That would shorten his storytelling abilities, but fair play for falling through on the bet, of course, because you wore uh, the Celtic jersey last week. The big yes. end says the only thing that is not going to be scary about Ewan's story next week is the fact he's allowed to tell it. Jamie C says, I hope the scary story is a continuation of the subway story. And when I got home, the missus was listening to Paul Simon. You can call me Al. Uh, right. So you did have a Halloween story from last week. There's also... Did we get actually people asking about the scary story? Yeah, we'll we get to that in a second. But before we get to that, uh, Producer John, you've not put it on the sheet here. And I don't actually have it to hand. I believe you, you angered an Elvis Presley fan last well, week. Well, I, I sent the screen grab of that. I, yeah. I was... Let me um, have a wee look. But no, but I, we don't need that, right? The, the guy is really, really pissed off with me. He sent me three tweets in a row disgusted, upset and angry that I happened to say last week that Elvis them. was shite. That was the only thing I said about it. I said, Elvis is shite, I'm not a fan. And that was it. And then I got a torrid of abuse. From Billy H. And his um, 
is we picture on Twitter is a dog wearing just strip on. Uh, just checked out the latest episode. As if it wasn't bad enough for the eyes watching you and wear that. I presume he's talking about the Celtic top. Yeah. I am totally disgusted and I can't believe that you and Cameron who I have been a fan of since the days of the Real Radio Football phone-in. I believe we've got a jingle, actually. To remind you of those yeah, yeah. days. This <laughs> is the Real Football phone <laughs> With you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. Elvis is shite. Um, and that's exactly what he said. Um, I expect a full apology on next week's podcast or your number one fan is gone, Ewan. This Wait. is your number one fan. Wait. Fine, you don't like Elvis Presley's music. Fair enough. But to say the world, uh, to say the word, El, El, the words Elvis is shite is absolutely shocking. Music would be totally different today if it wasn't for Elvis. And you call yourself a DJ. Aren't you supposed to have respect and knowledge for all music? You have went right down in my estimation, Ewan. On another subject, watch Talk to Me based on your recommendation. Loved it. Cheers. Still, but not happy, uh, Ari Elvis. Angry faces. Listen, we all have an opinion, whether it be movies, TV shows, like for example. By the way, I totally agree with you. Like, you saying Elvis, I think Elvis is quite good. Right, shite. You you think he's shite? That's that's, totally fine. That's my opinion. Like, you went all the way to Sweden to see Coldplay. And I would close my curtains and shut the door if Coldplay were in my back garden playing. And would you put sound cancelling headphones on? Absolutely. I think Coldplay are guff, right? See in in 40 years from now. Coldplay will be looked upon as the same as the Beatles are right now. They're absolutely... That's, oh, my God. Did that's, I just say, that is a hot take <laughs> from you and Cameron. Yeah, oh, my God. Where is the hot dog? <laughs> oh, what is that? No, I don't come into this. <laughs> no. Wait, but what the... Hold on. Coldplay will be looked again. upon as, as the Beatles in 40 years' time. Aye. I mean, that's 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 absolutely one of the most mental things you've ever said on this podcast. Right. Now, listen, you're, as I say, I would defend your right to have that opinion, but I... No, that, 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 that's not an opinion, that'll be a fact. That is not a fact. That's a fact. It's, no, it's not a fact, Jane, it's an opinion. And that so is the I, worst take you've ever had, Jane. In all, all the Coldplay. years of the Real Radio Football Forum, on this podcast, on the big Saturday John, football show, that is the shut worst up. thing I've ever shut heard up. you say. Coldplay, right, are, right now, the greatest black band in the world. No, they're not. They are. Right? <laughs> no, they're not. They are a band that are going to... I was doing a charity gig on Saturday night, right? I don't and care. And it was made up of several people from different bands. So I was like, by the way, what's the name of your band so I can introduce you on the stage when you come on? And they were like, oh, we're just off of different bands. So I made up a name for this band, right, mm-hmm. based on the charity night that I was doing. Uh-huh. Nothing uh, sort of extensive or uh-huh. wild or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. like that. Um, and then I introduced them on stage. That band were better than Coldplay. Shut and they'd never met before. Yeah, okay. Right, so you two clearly think you're cooler than you Absolutely actually are. Absolutely not, people. Because it's, it's, it's cool not to like Coldplay. It's cool not to like Ed Sheeran. Now, Ed Sheeran will go down as the Paul McCartney of the music oh world. Oh, my God. I think we need a Ed, hot take explosion. We need a hot take explosion. Right. In, in 20 to 30 years from now, Ed Sheeran will be looked upon as a way, in the same way that we look upon Paul McCartney and his influence Jesus, on music. Jesus, right? no way! And Coldplay as a band will be looked upon in the same way we look at the Beatles today. That's what's... <laughs> right? And that's a fact. You just can't handle that that is a fact, okay? And anyone on 
Spotify listening or watching this on YouTube or on Apple Music or whatever it is, feel free to have a pop, feel free to disagree or agree, but I'm telling you right now, that's a fact. But at the moment, unfortunately, you've got people like Stephen and producer John and others who think it's cool to slag off Chris Martin and Coldplay. Well, ultimately, they know deep down they are the greatest band on the planet right now. Oh, my God. Oh, Name really? me a better band. Name me... The, I, ba- the band I, that introduced it and made up on Saturday night. <laughs> no, a band that we know. A band that we know. ACDC. Oh, I'm, I'm talking now. Metallica. Shut You two. Shut you two. R.E.M. McFly. Shh. Busted. Five. S Club. Okay, let's move on. Right, Listen. Now listen. You made your point and what I like as well is... See, when they go on their Spheres tour, which is... So we went to see them at Hamden... I then bought tickets to go and see them in Sweden. They sell out, not arenas, they sell out football stadiums, not just in the UK and Europe, but worldwide. They also turned up at the Super Bowl as the star turn for the Super Bowl, right? This band are massive and they are huge. I'm not... And because you two are music... No, you're a music snob, no, right? No, yes, you are. No, and, not. and John sat there in his little room here... Um, on the big Scottish football podcast, he goes and sees these crappy bands at like the Carling Academy or at the Barrowlands or something because he's in with the cool kids. Well, where are they? They're playing at the Carling Academy in front of three men and he's fucking dug, right? Whereas Coldplay... Sounds quite are, snobby to me. Right? Whereas Coldplay, whereas Coldplay are there in front of 80,000 people and that. selling six nights in a row at Wembley Stadium. Nobody's disputing They're that. selling out five nights in a row at the Ullevava Stadium <laughs> in Sweden. All right? Nobody's disputing that. Well, well you're, you're, you're basically saying that they're not a great band. No, I'm saying they're shite. Oh, right. They're average, well, you They're good, Just to round this off, so just to get this clear, it's perfectly acceptable for you to say that Elvis is shite. And when I say... Elvis, Col- El- no, 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 no. It's perfectly acceptable for you to say Elvis is shite. But when I say Coldplay are shite, that's not allowed because you like Coldplay and you don't like Elvis. That's basically what's happened in the last five minutes. Okay, right. We're all entitled to an opinion. <laughs> yes, right? that's exactly what I'm saying. But your opinion on Coldplay... Right. Is snobbery. Well, absolute snobbery. I'm just saying that you've annoyed one of our um, oh, one of our listeners. I don't give a shit. That's that's not the attitude. That is not the attitude at all. <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? That's my opinion. Well, exactly. So why have you just just move on? Why have you just had an absolute meltdown about Coldplay? Because I said they were shit. Because you're snobs, and I don't like I'm snobs. Not... Well, you're trying to be something that you're not. Deep so down, I think you like them. It's obviously it's, it's cool not to like Elvis. So that's that's what you're doing. I think if Elvis was around today, he'd be the joke act on X Factor. He'd be up there with Chico Time and Wagner. Just my opinion. Move on. I think if Coldplay, <laughs> no, uh, regard, regarded, don't, don't, they, just what, leave what it. are they, <laughs> Like, <laughs> I mean. I can't believe you've made that hot take. It's really not a hot take. I mean, that's just crazy. Right, have you got a Halloween story to tell us? Can we get this out of the road before Um, we get back to the football? I'm actually really impressed that there's punters who are looking forward to my Halloween story. By the way, you can leave your comments on this, on anything else, on the fact that Coldplay are shite. Um, anything like that the fact that Ed Sheeran is the new Paul McCartney according to you and Cameron he is. You, can, you can leave your comments on YouTube uh, we'll get to them next week or at Big Football Scott that is our um, Twitter page right do we, do can, we... I, can I tell my Halloween story because this can is you, like a Halloween special today can you do it in about 90 seconds because this is a true story and it's right. really scary um, John where are you 
He's in his wee room. John, can you come in here and turn the lights out? Okay. Because I need to say... Why, why do the lights need to be off? Because it's a Halloween horror story and you need to put your torch on your... Can you put your torch on your phone? Jesus Christ. Can you turn the lights out, mate? All of them. I need them all off. All of them. Every single one of them. Oh, that's quite good. Oh, can I, I need to put the torch on my face. That's all right, leave it at that. And I'll put a torch on my face. How's that? Does that look all right? That looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Can you put a torch on your face, please, Stephen? Right, can we crank down the music, please? Because this is a true story. So it's a horror story, and it's true. You don't want music for it, then? I don't want the music no. for it, mate. I, th- I think you need the music. Well, put, put a wee bit lower, because it'll just, it'll just put me oh, off. I'll put the best one. I'll put the best one. That's nice. Yeah, use that. So in 1997, I came home from Dubai to go and visit family. And my family were are living in Elgin. So we'd all got together in Elgin and they'd travelled from Falkenburs, Aberdeen, and we'd all met in a hotel and we had something to eat. And I left late that night to drive back down the road from Elgin to Edinburgh because I was staying in Edinburgh with some family because I was here on holiday from Dubai. And I was driving down the road on morning, it was at 10 o'clock at night, and as I was getting towards Edinburgh, the main road was closed, so I was sent on to the back roads, the B roads, yeah. to Edinburgh. Yeah. So there was no street lights, it was really dark, it was rainy, it was spooky, it was just me, myself, and the radio, listening to some music. And driving down the road, concentrating, the window wipers were on because it was raining, and you know sometimes out the, the like periphery vision the, the, out the side of your eye you'll you'll see you'll see something you go what the what the fuck was that mm. and as i drove past this image this thing on the side of the road i thought was that a human being was that a person stood on the side of the road in the pissing rain in the middle of nowhere and there was no other cars on the road it was more or less just me about half past 11 at night so it was kind of playing on my mind, and about a minute after I'd passed this silhouette of a, a human being, I thought, oh, I'm going to make a U-turn and go back the way, and just to see, because the idea that it could be someone who might be stranded or might need help, I'm going to go back and check, just to give myself some peace of mind. So I made a U-turn, and I went back down the road that I'd just come down, and unbelievably, there was a girl standing at the side of the road in the middle of fucking nowhere. Middle of nowhere on the back roads to Edinburgh. And I made a wee turn and I came back and I pulled up alongside, I rolled in my window and I went, you all right? Do you want, do you want a left? Where are you going? What's up? And she goes, I'm going to Edinburgh. Why are you here? She goes, I had an argument with my boyfriend and I've got out of the car and, and, I, 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 and I'm lost. So I jump out of my car and I go into the boot of my car and I've got a jacket and I put the jacket round her because she's cold She's wet because it's been raining. She jumps into the passenger seat. I jump into the seat, drive the car, and it's a 20-minute drive to Edinburgh, and she tells me where she lives. So while we're in the car, we're chatting away. She's in her early 30s, I think. Uh, She works in insurance in Edinburgh. She had an argument with her boyfriend, and she stormed out of the car, and she'd been walking for 20 minutes trying to get a lift from somebody, and that was the first car that came past. So chat, chat, chatting away. We get to her house, which is in Kerstorfin in Edinburgh and I drop her off at her house in Kerstorfin and she gets out the car and she goes into her house brilliant didn't really think anything of it the following day I get up and I remember that the girl her name was Stephanie she's got my jacket 
The jacket that I'd taken out the boot of my car, I'd given to her because she was cold and wet from standing outside in the middle of nowhere. So their house is only 10 minutes from where I am in Edinburgh because in Kerstorfin, I was up near Longstone. I then drive back to the house, I knock on the door, and this older woman answers the door. And the older woman goes, yeah, can I help you? Hiya, listen, I'm really sorry to bother you, but last night I picked up Stephanie and I dropped her off here last night. And she went, Stephanie? I went, aye, aye, I picked up Stephanie last night. Come in. So I go into the house and I'm sitting in the living room with the mum. And she says, Stephanie died five years ago. I went, I picked her up last night. I gave her my jacket. She was in the side of the road on her own and she had an argument with her boyfriend. And the mum said to me, Stephanie died on that road in a car crash five years ago. I was like, nah. I dropped her off last night, right here outside the door. She said to me, come with me. So we leave the house and we get in the car, her car, and we drive 10 minutes to a grave and we turn up at the graveyard and we walk to where her mum says that Stephanie was buried. And when we got there, my jacket was on the gravestone. I picked up a dead person on the drive home and my jacket was waiting for me at the gravestone. Explain that. I could explain that quite easily. That that's a made-up story. It's not made up. Well, it is a made-up story. That's true. That that can be. That's true. My jacket was on the gravestone. She died in a car crash with her boyfriend on that dark road outside of Edinburgh. No, no. I'm telling you. No. I'm going to put the lights back on. I, I, I simply do not believe you. Good story, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's why it is a story. No, it's not. It's a true story. It's, it's, it's not a true story. No, it, it really is. I, 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 I see dead people. <laughs> Thanks, John. Right. Are you done now? <laughs> done with your made-up story? Or? No, no, it's, that's true. That's true. I, I could take you to the gravestone. I'm, sh- I'm sure you could take me to a gravestone <laughs> of a random person <laughs> called Stephanie. Yeah, there's, there's probably somebody called Stephanie who's died in a car crash. Like that's, that, that's that, that's that for me, right, is a story that other people will be relaying to their pals and family members. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, over this Halloween I was listening week. to a podcast earlier on and you and Cameron made up a story. No, I and didn't. Then, oh, yeah, she did. That's, it's, it's clearly, that, that's not, that, that didn't happen. That happened in your head. Oh, by the way, something else that happened when I was um, driving Stephanie home that night, we stopped off for a Subway sandwich. It's, no, but... <laughs> I mean, you've just... What a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Let's move on to the football. <laughs> Let's start with... Let's start with Rangers 2, Hearts 1, shall oh, we? Oh, God. Talk, can I do something first before we talk about this? What? You and you want a Halloween bed for this one as well? Yeah. I just needed to get it out of my system. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Let's talk about it. So, uh, finished Rangers 2, Hearts 1. It was a fright night at Ibrox for Hearts because they were leading with about a minute to go. And then Peter Haring 
decides to haul down Connor Goldson in the box. And that made it 1-1 because James Tavenier made up for his earlier miss penalty by scoring this one. And that made it 1-1. And then, in spectacular fashion, Rangers scored what proved to be the winner from Danilo. Getting great ball in at the box, good header at the back post. God knows what the Hearts defender was doing. Lost it in the light, he said. Maybe it was maybe it was Stephanie. Or jacket on. With your jacket on. Aye. And then Danilo nods it in at the back post. 2-1 Rangers, three points. Hearts shattered. Um can I first say quite funny though it? it was gutting I was extremely pissed off I well, didn't go see if you went past 20, 24 hours earlier I, I seem to remember you laughing quite a lot at me when Wraith Rovers scored in the 93rd minute in the Fife Derby in one on Saturday that's you, true I did so you were, you were laughing heartily at that so um, Can, uh, here, here's an, an, allow me to laugh at you yeah to the Rangers fans to all of you who listen or watch this podcast you got lucky yesterday. You got very lucky yesterday because you would have been there until midnight last night and not scored the goal against us. Peter Haring, grabbing onto the jersey of Goldson, handed you a lifeline. You were losing that game yesterday if it wasn't for Peter Haring. You were getting beat at Ibrox for the second time this season after losing to Aberdeen. So you're lucky. You're jammy. And after you get the penalty and you score it, the momentum's with you, and then the referee decides to... Celtic won at Ibrox as well. Oh. So it'll be a third time. Okay. So... Keep your eye I... <laughs> so was, was, basically it, what you try to say is, Rangers got lucky, is what you're trying to say. And Peter Haring is to blame for it. So... Jammy. So, so jammy, the, jammy Rangers. So, so, so therefore... Clement clueless on the sidelines so was Nate, throwing everything at it they had 28 shots on goal did Rangers right 28 shots on goal five of them were on target and why were five only on target because the Hearts defence was immense they couldn't get round us they couldn't get past us so they were restricted to long range efforts which were going off target they were hitting row Z and row Y and row X Rangers were not scoring until they got the penalty. I'm telling you right now, if Haring doesn't make that mistake in grabbing onto Goldson's jersey, Hearts win that game 1-0 and Clement is um, is already under pressure by losing that game. And because they had an opportunity given to them by Hibbs drawing with Celtic the day before, that would have been a catastrophe for Rangers if they had not won that game yesterday. And you would not have won that game if not for Haring. So, so we handed what, Rangers victory. So what, what you're saying there is... Stephen A. Smith got his tactics no, spot on. He, he messed up in the second half, but I don't want to go into the details of tactics and everything. No, 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 I'm, I, we're, the, not, we're not going I'm, into a big tactics no, discussion, I'm, I'm but not, just overall, Stephen A. Smith still got, needs it, sacking. got it right yesterday. No, he still needs sacking. No, we, but you, you, you that, just said the hearts were immense. E, e, even if we like, had, it's a bit harsh if you're sacking someone uh, for, even after it, an immense performance. Even if we had won yesterday, I would have still been of the opinion that Naismith needs to go. He's not the man to take us forward. Just because we put in a decent performance defensively. Oh, you've done great. That was immense about right. 30 seconds. Because, because we put in a, a, an immense defensive propul, uh, um, d- dis- display and performance, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have changed my opinion had we won that game. Okay. It would have been great no, to fine. have won it, absolutely brilliant to have won it. 
And based on our defensive performance, we probably deserve to get something out of the game. And as I just said, Rangers would not have got anything from the game had it not been for the penalty. And you, you think that Philippe Colon would have been under pressure huge, already? Huge, huge. Because you can't, you can't, you get offered, you you get, you get offered, and you get um, um, served up to you an opportunity to close the gap on Celtic with Hibs drawn nil nil the day before. You have to take advantage of that. And after 88 minutes, you're losing 1-0 to Hearts and you don't look like you're scoring. You're under pressure if you don't win that game. Is he already under pressure, the fact that Graham Souness didn't want him as manager and wanted Frank Lampard instead? Graham Souness just needs to shut his mouth. He well, has to just shut his mouth. Well, when you interviewed He's... him earlier on this season, you could have said that. You could have said you need to keep your opinions <laughs> for yourself. But he had a lot of opinions about James Bisgrove and the he way did. that Rangers were being run. He did. did. So did you tell him to shut his mouth then? No, I didn't. No. I didn't, no. But he was part of the managerial appointment process, so I think you should have kept that in-house. His choice would have been Frank Lampard. He made that very clear. But he should have just kept that to himself. And within the circle of whoever it was that made the decision for the Rangers... Philly Clement was asked about it in his press conference, which I think is like, you know... Obviously, he was going to get asked about it. He looked very uncomfortable. Yes, he did. And I think I felt a bit sorry for him. I did as well. Getting back to the game, though. So, Rangers won, and they deservedly did not... They didn't deserve it. They right. did not deserve to win that game yesterday. I thought they were very lucky, very fortunate. And it gives me so much hope and confidence going into the League Cup semi-final at Hamden because I think that we will have learned a lot from that even though we've lost it 2-1, we would have learned a lot from that. And a bit like Hibs and how they learned from their mistakes against Rangers at Ibrox when they played Celtic. And we'd made, we'd learned a lot from what we did against Celtic at Tynecastle when we went to Ibrox on Sunday. I think, I'm telling you right now, go and timestamp this. Hearts will knock Rangers out of the League Cup on Sunday, right? We will beat them on Sunday. They got lucky yesterday. We will make amends and we will get our revenge and we will book our place in the final. Rangers are getting knocked out. Rangers have already got it in their thinking. They've got one trophy in the bag. It ain't happening. Because see, on Sunday, you're getting pumped and being sent home to think again. Right? I'm and telling if, you right and, now. And if not, just remind everyone what you said last week. Not only will I put on a Rangers jersey on the podcast next Monday, I will sit here and sing follow, follow. That's how confident I am. Okay. Right. Rangers are pish. Did you watch that yesterday? Yeah, I did. I did they were pish. Yeah. They were pish. And if we don't make that stupid mistake that we made yesterday, we beat them. So we'll make amends on Sunday. So you get your win okay. yesterday. Enjoy it, Rangers, because you've got your five points to gain on Celtic, which gives you a wee glimmer of hope of winning the league title and possibly catching Celtic. But see, from yesterday, we'll learn a lot. And we're going to pump you on Sunday and it'll be us heading back down the road, heading back down the M8 to Edinburgh, celebrating a semi-final victory and looking forward to a cup final against Hibs. Because Hibs are going to pump Aberdeen. So it's going to be an all-Edinburgh final next for the okay. League Cup final. Right. Okay then. So next week's show is sure to be unmissable. Make sure you get us on that big football. Scott I'm, on Twitter I, listen, I've and got also nothing, on, I've got you, on, on, on YouTube as I've well. I've got nothing to worry about. Did you, um, again, watch the game. Watch the game. And another thing. Rangers have got a really massive game on Thursday night against who? Sparta Prague. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They've got a game on Thursday night. No, they don't. Is it the following week? It's the following week. Okay, I may change my opinion on what might happen next Sunday then. Because <laughs> I thought they were coming off the back of a game in Europe. Rangers play Dundee on Wednesday. Ah, uh, so they do. Oh, okay. Um, 
we've said it now, so I might as well stick with it. Right. I still think we'll beat them. Right, cool. And this time next week, you'll be wearing a Rangers top and having sung Follow, Follow. But that's uh, not going to happen. Rangers win. But that's not going to happen. Cool. It's okay. not going to happen. No, just take part I'm, of I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we are going to be in the final. The Rangers right. fans have already got it in their heads. Oh, we've got already got a trophy in the can. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Okay. You're out next week. Uh, elsewhere, on Saturday, it was Hibs nil, Celtic nil, Soldiers. One defeat in seven for the high Bs, but only one win in six. So they love a draw. Uh, Brendan Rogers said that he side-lacked speed and tempo in the game. Um, and I don't think you would find anyone who would argue with that. It was not a vintage Celtic performance. No. It was a pretty poor one. Uh, and as you say, though, Hibs obviously learnt from their uh, defeat against Rangers, Rangers last yeah. week. And to be fair, they still they still put out a pretty attacking lineup if you're looking at it on paper. But they were more compact. Yes. Way more compact. I thought Hibs were very good yes, uh, Sorry, on Saturday um, against the Celtic side. It didn't get going, I think. Um, the Atletico game maybe took a lot out of them. They they basically started the same team yeah. bar Hatati. Yeah. Bernardo came in. But if I'm a Celtic fan, I'm worried about what's coming off the bench. There's no game changers on that bench. They've got a really poor squad. Their first 11 is great. And I think their midfield three is the best midfield in Scotland. But if you lose one or two key players on that team, they've got nothing to come in that's going to change the game for them. I thought Hibs were very good. They were more compact. As you said, they learned their lessons from the game against Rangers at Ibrox. They weren't as open. They created a couple of half-decent chances. The best chance in the game, weirdly, didn't come for Celtic. It was actually for Hibs. The, the cross from Abita on the yeah. left into Boyle. Now, Boyle, who I think is a great player... I think he should do better there. There's a big question around Martin Boyle, and it's nothing to do with the way he plays. Um, it's what his nickname is. So I heard Nick Montgomery speaking after the game on Saturday, uh -huh. and he kept on calling him Boyley. What? Right? Uh -huh. And I was like, that's that's a... Sh like, nah, that's rubbish. I've heard other people call him Boiler. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... Could we get some clarification from a Hibs fan what Martin Boyle's nickname is? What actually is? What's yeah. he, he known in the dressing room as? Is it Boyley? Is it Boiler? Can't be Boyley, is it? Well, Nick Montgomery was calling him Boyley on Saturday. Do you know what my nickname it, was, it, when, it, I, was it, that when I was a kid? Uh, you told me this is an Ollie. My, my nickname as a kid, and when I go back to Wester Hills in Edinburgh, all my pals still call me it. It's all they know me by. When, when they hear the name you and they don't know who that is. But my actual nickname growing up... And still known as this person today in Wester Hills and Longstone is Basher. Mm. Um, and the reason I was called Basher is that um, when I was a wee boy, I'd run into things. So I was known as Basher. Yeah. So I bashed into stuff. And, 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 and as, a, as a fully grown adult male, you run into things as well. So, I mean, you, you I, I do actually. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Um, so, yeah, if we could get some clarification on Martin Boyle's nickname, because that was troubling me uh, at the weekend when I was hearing that. It was like when Brendan Rogers um, couldn't say Bruni when he was talking about Scott Brown. So he'd be like, oh, Brownie. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> it, would just, it would sound mental. Yeah. So, Did you um, have a nickname as a, as a child? No, not no, really. Not really. No, uh, no. Producer John? Nah, not really. John, John Mac, Mac. John Mac. Yeah, yeah John Mac. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. quite boring. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like boiler. 
Or Basher Basher Or Boily Basher um, Right so finish 0-0 at Easter Road on Saturday Not the most exciting game in the world Elsewhere Livingston 0 Dundee 2 A big win for Dundee Puts them up to 4th in the table as well Joe Shaughnessy A couple of goals for set pieces The first goal is one of the Shittest goals I've ever seen in my life um, And I was just saying on Saturday Like how poor Some of the defending is and Even some of the attacking Just a shite goal Not that they'll care Obviously because no. it went in All counts Long throw, bobbling off people, and then just sort of like stabbed in at the front point, and it was just that terrible. Anyway, uh, just one one and seven for Livingston now. Uh, no team has conceded more goals than Livingston. Um, what in the although, Premiership? Although they have played a game more than. So have they people. got the worst defensive record in the Premiership? Yes, Did and Dund- Dundee still only two defeats uh, so far this season. I love, I I love what Tommy Docker has done there. They've been really good all season, and even the games that they've drawn. They to, deserve to, to Tony win. Doherty, not Tommy Doherty. Tony, to, Tommy, Doherty. Do, Tommy Doherty, who yeah. famously left Scotland to go to Manchester United in the 1970s. Yeah. Got them relegated. Uh-huh. Got them uh, back up, won the FA Cup. Yeah. Tony Doherty. And he's dead now. Who, Tony? No, Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Tommy Doherty's dead. Aye. I know that. Like, I, he, he's I, definitely not the Dundee man. I either. interviewed Tommy Doherty ahead of a Scotland game when I did the Real Radio Football Forum with Ruffy. Tony Doherty or Tommy Doherty? Tommy. Right, okay. In the noughties. He was still yeah. alive in the noughties. Well, yeah, that's how being alive works. Like, yes. I interviewed them. Yeah. But, but as, as you already know, I Aye. see dead people Aye. and I speak to them as well. He died. <laughs> he died on New Year's Eve in 2020. All right, okay. Yeah. So I meant Tony Doherty. Now, they're up at the top six. Top the fourth. The fourth, fourth yeah, right? But, yeah. And they've drawn a number of games. I think they've drawn five games, haven't they? Yeah, they've only lost two, though. Right. They've only, they've, but see the games they've drawn. They should have won. Yeah, they've been really, really good. They although, should be up. There, they should be up there with St. Mirren. Although we'll get to VRWTF in just a wee second. The game against Ross County during the week, they should not have got a point from that one. They should have lost that one. But oh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in just a wee second, and we'll get to the red card for Montano as well for Livingston. Elsewhere, what a game at Fur Park. Motherwell three, Ross County three. So Motherwell two 0 down, three one down, mm-hmm. and then get it back to three three. That is the sign of a team who are going to finish third in the Scottish Premiership. Well, they're not far off it, are they? I well, mean, it's quite no, tight no, it's quite just tight. now. I thought that um, Motherwell needed that because they'd gone, what was it, five without a win? Yeah. Five defeats in a row. So they needed to get something from that It, it game. would have been five if they'd lost themselves. It would have been five. Um, that would have been really poor for, for Motherwell considering the start they've had and the way they've been playing. So that Ross, could be that could be a turning point for Motherwell because it showed great battling qualities. Ross County, on the other hand, though, Ross County some of the goals they conceded, geez, played oh. Dundee during the week. They played Motherwell away. So they, they were away to um, Dundee. Dundee, away to Motherwell, and they really should have had six points from those matches. They're 3-1 up with a couple of minutes to go. They should have done. They should be holding on there. And they should have beat Dundee during the week. But again, did you see? Out. Did you see the goal that got back to three two? Yes. And then the goal that made it three three. I yeah. mean, defensively, oh, they're all over the place. It's like something you'd see in a local park on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it totally. was so poor. But listen, I thought overall it was probably a fair result. The second, the first half, there was nothing in it. It was a really poor watch. And then out, out of nowhere, you get six goals in a second half, and you've got an absolute beauty of a of a game. Even though some of the goals were really poor and defensively, it wasn't great. But I think Motherwell ultimately deserves something out of it, and that might just turn their season around. St Mirren crushed St Johnston by four goals to nil. Bacchus, Mandron, uh, and uh, Kilty with the goals on Saturday. Biggest home win. For St Mirren since March 2010, 4-0 win. Aye. And, I, and, and who was that result against? Oh, is that Celtic? 
It was Celtic, yes. Right. So that I was the game that. that brought Tony Mowbray to an That's end. Right. Uh, that was like so, a, that was a Wednesday night, wasn't it? So St Mirren four, St Johnston nil. Um, their amazing season continues. Um, they are getting points in the bag early. I think St Mirren, you have to say, you know, definitely top six, top six. Um, but they will be aiming for Europe. Can I just say something here? Mm-hmm. Stephen McLean should have phoned me for some tips because when I was out on. What day was it? I went and played golf with Billy Davis and Gordon DL. So on Wednesday, I was playing nine holes with Billy Davis and um, Gordon DL. Gordon DL, and then we were having a bit of lunch afterwards, and we met you mm-hmm. for lunch afterwards because you you couldn't play the golf. And we played at a golf course called Ralston, which is in Paisley. Yeah, there was about. Yeah. There's about, and right next to the golf course is the training ground for St Mirren. Mm-hmm. And who was out in the training ground when we were on the eighth hole? Was it Stephanie with her jacket? No, it was St. Mirren. Oh, okay. So I went over to the fence and I was watching their training session ahead of them playing St. Johnston. And I heard Stephen Robinson shouting out instructions and what he wanted. What I saw was them, he shouting out? I saw, them, I saw them working on set pieces. I saw them working on a 3v2 situation, etc., etc., etc. Stood there for about 20 minutes watching them, me and Billy did. And I want him as the Hearts manager. Stephen Robinson. I want Stephen Robinson as a Hearts manager or Billy Davis. I was going to say, you've broken the news to Billy Davis yet. <laughs> I don't want him anymore. <laughs> uh, no, but really impressive. Just watching him, watching that team, the drills. And I was looking, was that was that a bit creeping me looking through a fence? No, I think people do that quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah, so, was, yes. but yeah, it was really impressive watching them train. St. They're, they're a good side. Third place, 18 points, look really strong. And uh, yeah, another cracking win at the weekend for the Sainties. And obviously, we've already discussed Stevie McLean and Aye. how he is no longer the St. Johnson manager. Finally, yesterday it was Kilmarnock 2, Aberdeen 0. Watkins, your favourite, Marley Watkins, grabbing a goal. Good player. Uh, and Vassell grabbing another goal as well. So that means Kilmarnock are up into fourth, actually, leapfrogging uh, Dundee. I know I said they were fourth. Uh, a wee bit earlier on. They were on Saturday night, but Kilmarnock overtake them yesterday. Um, so, I mean, there's only four points separating fourth from 11th. And it is wild. That's Kilmarnock's only their third win of the season, back-to-back wins. And that's them fourth. And they've only won three matches out Gee. of ten. So it is tight. Is is it a competitive league or does that just prove how poor it is? I, well, it can be both. Both those things can be true. It can be rubbish and competitive. See, see, from a heart's point of view, 11 points from 10 games, that's just a, an embarrassment. An Down to seventh in the table. Seventh uh, in the table. Aberdeen, though, are 10th. Only got nine points from nine matches. I watched the extended highlights of Aberdeen versus Kilmarnock at Rugby Park, and it was two going on 10. Kilmarnock battered them. Aberdeen were a disgrace. Absolute embarrassment. And um, Barry Robson. And I think we should do that as a big question. Yeah, we'll do that later. But these are Aberdeen's next fixtures. They play Motherwell on Wednesday night. Away. Then they play Hibs in the League Cup semi-final on Saturday night. Then they're away to Pauk. Then they're away to Celtic. Then they're at home to Rangers. (laughs) Good luck, Barry. Uh, Then they're away to HJK Helsinki. Then they're away to Hibs. They're not at home again until the 6th of... Uh, apart from the Rangers game, apart from uh, until the 6th of December, I should say, against Kilmarnock. I don't think Robson survives that. Well, like, that, like, that, like I said, when I that, went that, through that, when, when I went through the Hearts fixtures last week, the next nine games for us, I don't think Naismith survives those nine fixtures, even if he gets us into a final, which I think he will. But it's the league that's the most important 
and at the moment we're an absolute disgrace in a basket case of a club at the moment. So, and the fixtures that we've got coming up are horrendous, a bit like Barry Robson. So I think by Christmas, Aberdeen and Hearts will be looking for new managers. Okay, let's drop down at the Championship. A couple of games on Friday night, a thumping win for Dundee United. 6-0 against our Broth. They have scored 28 goals this season from 10 matches and they've only conceded four. They are four points clear at the top of the table. Queen's Park 2, Partick Thistle 2 on Friday night as well. Uh, Queen's Park ages without a win, but three draws in the last three matches. Elsewhere on Saturday, uh, Morton's first win since the opening day of the season. They beat Air United by a goal to nil. Inverness, their revival under Big Duncan Ferguson continues. 1-0 winners against Airdrie on Saturday and uh, Wraith Rovers, as we have already discussed, beat them firm in the Fife Derby. It was a 93rd minute winner from Sam Stanton uh, and that means Wraith Rovers have beaten Dunfermline in both Fife Derby so far this season. Wraith Rovers second on 20 points. Got a game in hand over Dundee United actually so if they win that they'll go a point behind them. Uh, Dunfermline down to eighth uh, after that defeat but it is pretty tight. Dunfermline also have a game in hand. If you win your game in hand uh, if, if Dunfermline win the game in hand that's just in the playoffs. So like again much like the Premiership yeah. it's still looking pretty tight and the gap at the bottom though is a wee bit less. There's only three points between uh, Morton Inverness and then Dunfermline um, and Dunfermline play Morton on Friday night yes I they think. do yeah. so um, yes so that'll be a big big game that's on the telly that one so anything else you I say laugh at me or no no I've done all that League 1 Edinburgh City 3 uh, and an Athletic 2 so a big win for Edinburgh City they've been struggling obviously uh, this season that is their first win uh, of the season in fact and that drags Annan a wee bit closer to them at the bottom of the table big win for Falkirk as well 3-0 against Alloa John Mack very happy boy after that you said it was one of the best performances in years and you've done it in a big game against Alloa as well <laughs> very good Steve no first half performance for Falkirk is one of the best I've seen in many many a year and call Donaldson if you've not seen the goal he scored check that out okay. centre half top bin unbelievable are you, are you winning the league? The problem is Hamilton obviously Stephen's about to get on to Hamilton went up to Montrose Which we all know Is a tough place to visit uh, And they got a 3-0 win up there I was hoping for them To drop points It's going to be Very very tight Because they've got A very good side What I'm hoping for Is that I know what you're hoping for Yeah but obviously You know what I'm hoping for But um, I think Falkirk and Hamilton Will be nip and tuck Until the last Sort of like Five or six games And that's when The famous Falkirk crashing of the bottle will come in <laughs> from John McGlynn from John McGlynn they'll shit their pants and then Hamilton will win the league That's this is what... a different side mark my words okay right well we'll see what happens at the end of the season big win for Kelty as well Kelty up to third in league one 1-0 one winners uh, over Stirling Albion um, so yeah they are going great guns uh, so far this season Queen of the South absolutely not 1-0 defeat at home uh, to Cove Rangers and as we mentioned Hamilton beat Montrose by three goals to nil and of course Scottish Cup round two on Saturday there was no League 2 action over the weekend um, but luckily our reporter and a huge fan of Scottish lower league, lower league football is the US President Joe Biden so he was absolutely all over it for us yeah. and he's got some of the highlights of Scottish Cup round two take it away Mr President Thanks you Ann and Stephen wow just wow what a weekend in the Scottish Cup as we had some major shocks and some amazing scores just about all the league to teams managed to get through except my favorite Stenhouse Muir. What is happening, Gary Naismith? They were beat by Cup Specialist Aurora Rangers. Remember them, you and? Anyway, one of the big shocks of the day was that Tranet Jr.'s absolutely pump Lowland League leaders, East Kilbride 7-0. Get it up, you Simon Ferry. 
the other league decide to win out for Elgin City, who took a hiding from Gene Field Swifts with a score of six goals to nil. I mean, who even is Gene? Anyway, the draw for the third round has been made, and there are some interesting ties, including the Fife Derby Wild Partick Thistle will face Queen's Park. Better go now, guys, as I have just pooped my pants. See you next time. Bye, Joe. There he is, we Scottish Cup round up. Yeah, the draw for the Scottish Cup was made uh, last night. Um, so I'm not going to go through it in full, obviously. Uh, needless to say, there will be um, a lot of smaller teams in the next round because the championship team's coming at the draw yes. at this stage. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, Dunfermline versus Wraith Rovers, probably yeah. the pick of the ties. Easily the pick um, of the round. At East End Park. Um, That's a shame that those two clubs will be really annoyed at them drawing yeah, each other. They're, they're, they're totally. Like, there's, like, you always like something new in the cup, yeah. and obviously we play Wraith Rovers all the time. And, and, get beat, pre- and get beat off them all the time. That see um, President Joe Biden there? Yeah. Did he have to bring up Rora Rangers beating hearts? Did he really have to do that? Well, listen, you can take it up with the president. He's the most powerful man in the world. Well, um, it, there's actually quite a lot of, like, Ties that from the same team teams in the same division, same which is Hamilton versus Kelty, yes. um, Montrose, Edinburgh City, yeah. Partick Thistle, Queens Park, as yeah. Joe said there. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Queen of the South, Dundee United. I know there's a, a, a league between a them. league between them, but it's still it's, yeah. not, it's not the best tie in the world. Because see, see the the teams that are not in the league pyramid system, they Sterling want to, Cove Rangers. They want to be playing the yeah, league sides. There's uh, it was just a pretty shite draw to be honest. Yeah. With. Um, nothing really standing out apart from. Obviously, the Fife Derby. Right, let's go to VAR WTF, please. La gente está muy loca. Right, nothing really going on at Easter Road. Alan Muir was the referee there, yeah. and it was, uh, as you were, nothing really to report. Let's get to Livingston Dundee. Willie Collum was there, so Bakayoko goal ruled out uh, with McGee and Boateng deemed offside and interfering with play. Rubbish, the goal should have stood. Uh, Montano sent off for a stamp. Oh, that was a like red so card. stupid, and he knew it himself. Here, here's my point about Willie Collum. So, what did he see that he gave a yellow card? Yeah, that was a bit odd. Maybe it was an accumulation of fouls, though. Maybe it was persistent fouling or something, or maybe yeah. he said something. Uh, you know, it was something. Anyway. Was like but that. ultimately, they came to the right decision. Yeah. It was a red card, and Montana. He, he was yeah. going mental and I was just like you're doing that to try and cover for the fact that you know you've absolutely bossed that up yeah. Um, so yeah correctly sent off Motherwell 3 Ross County 3 Graham Granger uh, Eamon Brophy's goal checked after suspicion of handball now it did kind of hit his hand it did hit his hand and then if it doesn't hit his hand then Ross County don't score that goal so why is, so why is the goal being allowed yeah because the rules are as far as I'm aware well, you're, it, you're the IFAB's expert, of course. You're right, because I have gone through all the details yeah. of the IFAB website. If if there's a goal, if there's a handball that leads to a goal, then that should be ruled out. So the boy controls it up in the air and it hits his hand and it goes to a Ross County player who then has the shot and scores the goal. Yeah, I thought at the time that should have been ruled out because if the hand's not in the way, there's no a goal. Yep. So the hand has actually led to the goal. So, yeah, I thought it should have been ruled out. Uh, Ross County, uh, so they did get a goal that they shouldn't have got, yeah. but they didn't get a goal that they should have got against Dundee last Tuesday. We mentioned this. If you've not seen this, I, I, <laughs> it just, I despair when I see stuff like this. Because it, was, it was interfering with play. It was, it was deemed to be interfering with play. Um, Jordan White was nowhere near getting that ball. No. He makes Tre- a move Tre- for it. Trevor Carson makes an arse of it. Correct. And then he spills it out and the guy hits it in. Yeah. 
and Jordan White was deemed to be offside. Now, when the ball came in, he was offside, yeah. but he, he was nowhere near the ball. No, he wasn't. He makes a move for it, but it, there's no way he interferes with play. VR no... is continually ruining Scottish football. It needs it's to go. Terrible. It needs to go. We put it in the bin last week, so we're expecting some movement on that hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, nothing happened at St Mirren no. and Kilmarnock, all good there. Uh, I guess a couple of uh, penalties for Rangers. Um, obviously, no complaints with the, the first one, the, the first 100%. one, and, see, and, and, and no complaints with the second one as well. Well, okay, I, well, I, well, I see, well, well, you say that though. You see, Stephen Naismith was bumping his gums after it, saying that there's all, a block from Lundstrom on Haring, yes, and, and that, that, that was being out of position is why, why yeah, he pulled him. Nah, listen, <laughs> Goldson's never getting there, even when the ball is in the area, right? When the cross, when the corner comes in. It's heading in that particular area, but Golson's never getting there. He's never going to be heading the ball in that position. I can see why they've given the penalty when they've gone and checked VAR, but my my issue with it, there's always a pulling of a jersey. There's always players holding on to the opposition player in the penalty box. Then there should be five or six penalties in a game. Why was that one deemed a penalty? I actually was listening to something earlier on, and they were discussing the Manchester United Manchester City game yesterday. And yeah. obviously there was the penalties yes. given against Rodri, yeah. and someone else on that particular podcast made that same point. Yeah, that you have just so heard. so. In some cases it is, in some cases it's not. So why was that one deemed more a penalty than anything else that happened before that at other corners? Well, you tell me. Yeah, and that's my problem with it, the lack of consistency. So had you not, why did you not give a penalty earlier in the game for holding on, grabbing, shirt pulling, but you want to give one there in the 90th minute? Yeah, just leave it there. He's not very happy. No, move on. Happy to. I thought it was stupid from Harry. I was stupid. Didn't need to do it. As I said, they don't win um, that game if he doesn't give away that penalty. So, anyway, right, that is VRWTF all wrapped up for this week. Why don't we move on and do some start, sub, sell, shall we? Oh! The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. So this is our version of... Snog, marry, avoid, start, sub, sell. You must decide which one of the three players you would start, which one you would have as sub, and which one you would sell. Last week's choices were Henrik Larson, Alan McCoyst, John Robertson, and here is what you had to say. Ross Johnson says, easy, Larson, McCoyst, Robertson, start, sub, sell. Um, start, McCoyst, bench, Larson, sell, Robertson, says RFC, one, two, three, four, X. <laughs> uh, RJ Demon says, Larson, McCoyst, Robertson, easy decision. John Lowe says, McCoy's play, Robertson bench, sell Larson to strengthen the squad. Larson is the best finisher and player, no contest. Uh, John Bleasdale, 8-1, says, start Larson, the best player, sub McCoy, great off the bench to grab a winner. Grace, 95, Hibs League Cup final, uh, 93. Sell Robertson, not as good as the others, and you'd get decent money for him. Uh, Ross, 247, says, Robbo starting, McCoy in the bench and uh, selling Larson. I never rated Larson. But then what do I know? I'm not a football manager. And that is becoming quite apparent, Ross. Uh, Scott Keith says, uh, got to say two options, club financially stable, then Larson, McCoyst, Robertson. If you need money, it's McCoyst, Robertson, sell Larson. So that was what I... Yes. I, 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 I was like, that is an option yeah. uh, last week. Because it doesn't, it doesn't need to be who's the best players. 
but what might be better for your club? Better for your club, better for your team, whatever yes. it is, right? Um, Scott Keith says, um, oh no, sorry, that was Scott Keith. Uh, uh, Mick D, and then loads of numbers. McCoyce, Larson, Robertson. Though it's a tough call on McCoyce and Larson, just in their Scottish League games, but Larson was an absolute worldie. Uh, Bernie Docherty says, start Ali, sub Robbo, sell Larson, because he's a diddy. According to Bernie. Larson's one of the best players to have graced the Scottish Premier League in the last 40 years. Not according to Bernie. OK, loyal RFC. Do you want to guess what um, they want to start out? McCoyce, Robertson, Larson on the bench. Uh, yes. Uh, no, not quite. Uh, oh, really? start, start McCoyce, bench Larson, sell Robbo. OK. There are kids named after Ali and Doug's named after Henrik. Robbo, well, you said it in the podcast. He was only in the conversation to annoy you. Um, <laughs> Stu Castle United says start Robbo. He's the jambo goat. Uh, sub Alistair McCoyce. Uh, he's a Rangers git, according to him, <laughs> and sell Henrik to Al Etifak for 100 million euros. <laughs> uh, Rangers, uh, Rangers fan Fraser Sweeney says, I'd have to start Larson. He's the best player I've seen play in Scotland. Bench McCoyce, couldn't think of a better player to bring on to grab a goal and sell Robertson. Money from qualifying in the Champions League would balance out the amount you would get from selling either Henrik Larson or Ali McCoy. So, the conclusion, based on your responses, have been counted. Oh, and, right. And this is what it's come up with. We are selling... John Robertson. We are subbing... Drum roll, please. Ali McCoyst. And we are starting, obviously... Henrik Larson. So that is, that is what the people have decided. So, this week's... Start, sub, sell. It's a good one. It's a good one. So it's Ballon d'Or week. It is. I think it's tomorrow. Yes, it is. And there's obviously three big nominees. Oh. So, start, sub, sell. Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, and Mo Salah. <laughs> Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, Mo Salah. <laughs> That's a cracker. I mean, that's an absolute beauty now. So let us know on our social media channels at Big Football. Scott, who starts, who's the sub, and who's getting sold? It's irrelevant who you sell because you're getting massive money for the, all of them. Twitter, Facebook, all Insta. Um, and also, um, you can get in touch on YouTube as well. Yeah. So it's Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, and Mo Salah. Start, sub, sold. You and Cameron, I'll give you first dibs on this. This is going to be controversial. See, for me, Kylian Mbappe hasn't done it yet. Are you... I, I mean... He hasn't done it yet for me. I wouldn't would normally say this, but fuck off. <laughs> like, are, you, are, are you mental? He's playing in one of the worst European leagues. It's too easy. It's far too easy. I want to see him at a windy night in Stoke. Oh, sharp. Right, right. Sharp, oh, you Wait, wait, you're, you're wait. like fucking Sam no, Allardyce right, wait, wait, there. Wait, wait. No, listen, in all seriousness, right? In all seriousness, he plays for Paris Saint-Germain in a poor league. Has he really, really been tested? What has he done in the Champions League? He's done none. Oh, what has PSG done in the Champions League? They've done nothing. Got a final. It doesn't matter once in all the time that he's been he's there. He's won a World Cup and got another World he's Cup He's won a World Cup, but that was with a, the team around him as well. It's not just him that does it. Yes, don't get me wrong. He's a... Did, did he's, you watch he's the World a, wait, Cup wait, final? Wait, 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 He is a class player. 
there's no doubt about it. He is a class player, and he will probably go on to be one of the best players to have ever graced a football pitch. So, so but he needs to leave PSG. He needs to get out of PSG. I want to see him turn up at Real Madrid or a Liverpool or a Man City or a Man United. But you know the point I'm making here. He's at PSG. He's on easy street. And I don't think with yeah, right, he doesn't play with PSG in international football where he's won a World Cup. But when you look at a team that surround him at the World Cup, they have for me still for me they've still got the best international team on the planet. I think France are favourites for the Euros and they're also favourites for the next World Cup as well because their team is sensational. You got like Kamavinga who's coming through the ranks, you got Kunde who's coming through the ranks, you got Kanati at the back. I mean, they've, they're blessed with so much talent. My point is that Mbappe for he me... He scored in two World Cup finals. I don't care. I don't care. You could go through loads... Uh, you could go wait, through loads wait, of people wait, who have scored right, in World Cup finals. Yeah, right. See the boy that scored the winning goal, Brown. The boy Brown that scored in the World Cup final in 1986 for Argentina. Where did he go? What did he do? Doesn't make him a world-class player just because you score in a World Cup final. Mbappe is a world-class player. He's a great player. But for me... But he did that once. Mbappe's but, done it twice right, in a row. Okay. It doesn't matter. It, it, do, it absolutely does, it does doesn't matter. matter. You'd be sitting here saying a totally the re- different the thing. Re- the reason I'm selling Mbappe, I'm selling Mbappe, right? Okay. Because I'm not sure that he can do it in a better league yet. Oh, sure. Right? But that's my sure. reasoning. Look at what Mohamed Salah has achieved in the Premier League with Liverpool. Look at what Haaland has achieved with Man City in the Premier League and winning a Champions League. Mbappe has got to a final, yes. They've never got close to actually win it apart from that one final. They've been shite in the, pre- the, the, the Champions League. Right. PSG are an awful team. They are a team of individuals. They're not a squad of players. They're uh, not a team of players. Have you, have They're you, a team have of watched, individuals. Did you watch them last week against Milan? Just, they were unbelievable. Right, okay. They they've, might, got, they've got a boy in the middle I'm, of the park who's 17-year-old, Zaire Emery. Yeah, it's brilliant. Who is incredible. Correct. So I'm selling Mbappe for that reason. Okay. Right? Because for me, he's not done enough yet. Yeah, they've, they've won a World Cup with him. I get it. <laughs> I totally understand it, Stephen. But loads of players have won World Cups, but you don't deem them world class. But he hasn't just won World Cups. He's been he's scored in two World Cup okay, finals. Right, right. How, how many how many players have scored in two World Cup finals? Right. Producer John, if you could get onto that. No, it doesn't matter about no, that. No, it doesn't matter about that because no, it'll no, prove no. my point. No, it's not been proven points. I'm talking, we're talking about three players here, right? Who for me, Haaland and Salah have done so much in a better league and have won better trophies than what he's achieved with PSG. That's my point. And that's what I'm basing on. So Mbappe, easy, without even thinking about it, he's getting sold. Right. So who's sub then? Haaland. Right. Haaland is sold and Salah starts. So you're going for Salah start? Yeah. The records, their stats are just phenomenal and they've done it in the best league in the toughest league on the planet Kylian Mbappe has 145 goals in 158 games for Paris Saint-Germain I, I, he has, mate, 40, he has mate, 43 goals mate, in 73 mate, games for mate, 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 mate I could stick you in that PSG team and you'd score a barrel load of goals well there's lots of people who have been in that team and haven't scored it lots of goals it doesn't matter is my point my point is he's in a shite league he's a good player but he needs to leave there and I think he will leave because he knows himself. He's bored shitless at PSG. He'll end up going to Real Madrid. Bored winning World Cups and that. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I mean, that's mental. Salah, um, Haaland, that, that and Bappy sold. That is the most. No, it's not. That's oh, the you most, tell me your three. That's the most da thing I've ever heard no, you say on this no, podcast. Go, go and explain to me why Mbappe gets ahead of Salah and Haaland. Because Mbappe's the best player out of the three of them by a Shh. considerable Shut distance. Up.
He is though. He's not. I mean, the other two are obviously great players, but like, go ahead, well, give ke- us your three. Kylian Mbappe start every day of the week. Every day of the week. Aye, very good. He's unbelievable. Aye, very good. He's so Mbappe easy for you. Start easy start. Right, who's subbing? Uh, probably we- Haaland. And you're selling Salah. And I'm probably <laughs> selling Salah. Yes, <laughs> I'll sell Salah. John, producer John, what are you doing with these three? You've both got the wrong answer here. You start with Haaland. Nah, you're Mbappe not. impact player coming off the bench, and you sell Salah just because he's the oldest of the three. I, I, to be fair, the only thing going against Salah, I think Salah's a great player. I think he's phenomenal, but he's old compared with the other two. So I think you sell him. You know the problem with Haaland, and this is going to sound daft as well. Mbappe is a one-man. Team. No, right? he's not. He he's, he's, totally like not. He's, he's, he's like Maradona. He's like Maradona. He's like Maradona. You and what you've done here in 1986 is you've read some gammon headed idiot who probably works on Talksport as well. And you've <laughs> taken their up someone who no! has someone, you, someone who has opinion. someone who has I can make up no, opinion. When, when was the last time you watched right. any of League When was the last time you watched any of League Maradona. When did you watch any French football? When have you watched PSG play? I've watched PSG They've quite got, a bit because I've not got money on them in my coupon. So, Luis Enrique's taken over this season. And they've been pushed this year. They haven't been pushed this year. Did you watch year. them against Newcastle at St James's Park? They got blown away by Newcastle. Did you watch them the week wave. before in the first game of the, the campaign? Did you watch them against awful. Milan last week when well, they, they absolutely scudded right, well, them? They've turned, they've turned up in one game in Milan three. Milan, got to the... They've, they've turned up in one the game in three. Champions League my point season. is this, is that Mbappe, unlike Haaland does turn it on and he is a one-man team, right? A bit like Maradona. Maradona won the World Cup in 86. Maradona dragged Argentina kicking and screaming to a World Cup final in 1990. Without him, Argentina don't win the World Cup in 86 and they don't get to the final in 1990. That's Mbappe. That's Mbappe, right? He is that type of player. But I want him to go to he's, a better He's league. only a Maradona. What, want, what a, what no, 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 I'm not what, saying how that. How shite is I'm he? What I'm saying is, I want, like Maradona, he turned up at Napoli. Wow, wow, unbelievable. Unbelievable what he did there. I want to see Mbappe in the Premier League or I want to see him in La Liga. That's my point. That's why I'm selling him. Like, because, that's... because Haaland and Salah are doing it week in and week out in the best league on the planet. That's I, I, I think you've been you've been listening too much to talk sport. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I've warned you about this before. <laughs> that there's only one league in the world, and everything else is shite. The Premier League is the best league in the world. It's the most. It's, it the, is. It's, it's the biggest branded league in the world, and it's the richest league in the world. No, nah, it's a good league. If the Premier League was the best league in the world, they would win the Champions League every year, and they don't. So, there you go. Brazil are 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 are, are, uh, per, per, are, 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 are what's what perennial perennially. What's the word? Perennially. Um, known to be the best international team on the planet. The 82 team with Socrates and Falcao and Zico and all those players. They're going to walk the World Cup. It doesn't work out like that, Stephen. It doesn't work out like that. Just because the English clubs are no one in the, prem- the Champions League year after year after year doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good league. Right. Well, That's my point. They'll be winning, the, the, they'll be winning the Europa right, League every but, year then but, as well, but, won't they? Well, and or, the, or the Conference League. Conference League. Well, they probably will. Liverpool will probably win the Europa League or Aston Villa. Every single year, they're big teams and they never do. Well, we'll soon see. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, um, if you're... uh, Have I just made an arse of myself there? If you're an old man like you and Cameron, you can get in touch uh, probably via uh, email or something, uh, mail. 
you can write to us. Um, and remember, you can leave your comments on our YouTube channel. Just search for Clyde One Super Scoreboard on YouTube. You'll see our video pop up. And a reminder that Clyde One Super Scoreboard is on every single weekday night from 6pm, taking your calls with Gordon Duncan and the team on on Saturday as well from 2 o'clock. And... We are also on yes, every single are. Saturday from 2 o'clock. Everywhere else, Fourth One, West FM, TFM, Northside One and MFR. And we will keep you up to date with everything that's happening on those stations from 2pm every single Saturday with former Hibs and Aberdeen striker Steve Cowan. Right, we better call Jose. It's actually Jose, quite late. Jose, 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 You're stupid. Jose. Opinions this week means that this is probably going to be our longest podcast ever. It's turning into one of those Joe Rogan ones. So let's quickly uh, phone Jose and get a quick call. We're only... Now we're in 10 in, we're alright. Yeah, we've still got loads to do though. I bet you Jose agrees with me on Mbappe. No chance. I've phoned him late though. Aye. Oh, You'll be at the, the gym. gym. He's at the gym. That's a shame. <sighs> yeah, it's late. Normally it's earlier than this. That's your shite Halloween story. He'd love it. No, he wouldn't. He would. Right, just hang up, John. Yeah, um, it's, it's done, John. Hi, this is Jose. Uh, I'm on the phone right now. You're leaving me a message. Thank you. Can't take your call right now. Just leave your message day. after the tone. When you're done, press hash or just hang up. Jose Katongo, the coolest man on the planet. It's you and Stephen here from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Um, it's a shame we can't speak to you today. Love ha- you dearly. But happy Halloween when it comes. Yeah, happy Halloween, my friend, and we'll speak to you next week. Love you. Bye, Jose. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's that. There we go. There we go. Thanks yeah. for that. Maybe we chant to round this bit off. Jose, 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 Jose. Jose, Jose. sad when... Yeah. We don't get to speak Oh, we're still going to do this. That's what I mean. Oh, it's going to drag on this now, isn't it? Totally. Right. Question time. Last week we asked you who your club icon is from your era. Samantha Anderson uh, says Henry Smith. Oh, the Hearts goalkeeper. I was. He's um, he's a postman now. Uh, Smokey Chilla says super duper Davy Cooper. No competition in this. Not only do I idolise him, I even delivered his milk. So there we are. That's yeah. Smokey Chiller, the legend. Milkman. SPFL football fan says uh, his club, St Johnston, John Brogan. John Brogan, there's a name I've not heard for a while. Uh, Sean the Jag says the one and only Chick Charnley. Yes. Uh, and R- Rick Hendry says Paul McStay for him. Some S- player. SL1872 says Gaza. Uh, Ewan Stewart says Faisal Elbak 2. Yes. Adam Fairman, yes. Uh, Cozy3372 uh, says, not just saying Jose Katongo, one of the best memories I have as a Hearts fan was going to a Hearts versus Celtic game when he scored in the 93rd That's minute right. to equalise the Tynecastle. Celebrating with my dad like we won the copy. Pa- uh, passed away in 2012 and I always look back on this moment. Thank you very much for your comment. Um, D Hughes86 says Stefan Mahi. Um, the Hibs are here says Darren Jackson ability attitude in the beating heart of our team for four years uh, Marco Russell says Jerome Varai uh, oh. hero to mine growing up scored four goals in 40 minutes in a game in 2002 absolute legend Fradog says Chris Boyd living here in Australia every time I would wake up to check the scores Boyd would always be on the score sheet and we Scotch guy 8950 says my icon and my club in my era is Brian Loudrop even on a team with McCoys, Gaza, Durant, Alberts, Loudrop just had me in awe as a kid. Absolute entertainment. Um, Is he yeah. also not known as the Hammer? Alberts. Oh. I bet he said Loudrop. 
All right. Yeah, you weren't listening. Um, so, question for next week. We were going to go for one, but I, th- I think we'll go for this one instead, the Barry Robson one. Aye, we'll keep the one we had for next week, but yes. I think the Robson one's a good one. So, our big question this week is, how long has Barry Robson got as Aberdeen manager? Looking at their next six fixtures, I will read them out again for you. They have Motherwell away on Wednesday. They have Hibs in the semi-final at the weekend. They have Pauk away, Celtic away, Rangers at home, HAK away, and Hibs away. <sighs> Gee. Does Barry Robson survive that run I don't as think Aberdeen he does. manager? I don't think Naismith survives his next nine games. N- never mind Naismith. And I don't think Robson does. I don't think Robson Let's does. Let's keep it Robson related. Robson related. So- I think Aberdeen will be looking for a new manager during this run of fixtures. Okay. And Jinky will get to the Hibs game on the 3rd of December? No. Okay. No. Well, it's all about your opinion, Aberdeen fans. Let us know at Big Football Scott to get involved. You can leave your comments on YouTube as well. And it's time to move on to the final part of the show. It's the quiz, everyone. And here's our host, producer John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, good whenever evening. you're listening Almost, to the podcast, yes, exactly. all over the world, all over the world, yes. in China, yes. where else did we watch? Australia, yeah. China, yeah. Turkey, New yeah. Zealand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ireland, UAE, Hong Kong. Hello, world. Hello, world. <laughs> there okay. we go. Uh, it's time for the quiz, as ever. It's the penalty shootout. We do it each week. You're both going to get five questions. There you go. Take it in turns to answer. With obviously the victor getting the bragging rights. Stephen, it's ten two to you. It's an Absolute skoosh. It's a bit like Trenent Jr.'s over East Colbride. Um, so let's go with the quiz. You want okay. the coin there ready to flip? Right. Uh, you going to call it this week, Ian? I'll call. Okay. Tails. Tails it is. Tails it is. Tails it is. I'm going to go. I'm going to go first this week. You're going to go first you this went week. Second yeah. last week, and you shot it. So yeah. Right. Okay. Then let's crack on with the quiz. Then will we? Here we go then, you and your first question. Yes, my friend. Rid Van Yilmaz joined Rangers from which Turkish team? Played at the weekend, but which Turkish team did Ridyan Yilmaz join Rangers from? He was, it was five million. He came from... I think it was Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce? Yeah. And Marshall has saved! Stephen, yes. do you know that one? Is it? Besiktas? It was Besiktas. 1-0. Oh, 0-0. Uh, that's you got nothing after one question. Oh, there's a there's a theme to the quiz this week, boys. Okay, is it Turkish? <laughs> no, it's not no. Turkish. Even though we are very big in Turkey. We are massive in Turkey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stephen, Alistair Johnson joined Celtic from which MLS team? Oh, I know that. Oh. Oh, who is it? No, he's Canadian. But was it a Canadian team? I don't know. I'm going to have to guess. I'll guess Toronto. Nah. And Marshall has saved! The Whitecaps. Yes! No, it was Montreal. Was it oh. Montreal that he joined them? Oh, I, would never, I would never have said that. So. Okay. Right, Ewan. Yeah, nil-nil. Second question. Who was named Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month for September? Who was the manager of the month of September in the Scottish Premiership? It's not a difficult question, Ewan. It'll be um, Robinson or Rogers. Has to be. Has to be. Oh God! Has it? Why did I not see this? I'm going to go away. I'm going to go with Rogers. 
Kitchen. 1-0. 1-0. Ewan, it was Brendan Rogers. Stephen, who was named Scottish Premiership Player of the Month for September? Who was named the Player of the Month? Uh, Matt O'Reilly. There we go. 1-1. Right, okay. You've got to name this Scotland player based on the clubs he played for, Ewan. Okay. Dundee. Aberdeen. Manchester United Leeds United Coventry Who is that Scotland International? Dundee Aberdeen Manchester United You cannot Leeds United Coventry Leeds <laughs> Are you being serious? What are you on about? What you, what's your problem? Do you not know? I don't even don't encourage Jesus him, Stephen. Christ, man. So, Dundee, yeah. Aberdeen, Man United, Leeds and Coventry. Yeah. Um, 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 uh, Strachan. There's no harm in double-checking the clubs that were Shut named. 2-1. Question three for Stephen, please. Similar question for you, Stephen. Who's the Scottish international that played for Clyde, Chelsea, Everton... Tranmere, Kilmarnock, and Motherwell. Uh, Pat Nevin. Final answer? Yeah. yeah. It's a tight game today, boys. Two apiece. Question four. For you, Ewan. Yes. And we'll go for home question for both of you here. Who is Hearts' record goal scorer? Who has scored the most goals for Hearts of all time? Fucking kidding. John. John Jesus Robert. Christ, man. John Robertson. John Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen. If, if this question is where did Dunfermline play their home home matches or something like that, because that's the level of that question. Who is Dunfermline's record goal scorer? It's Charlie Dixon. Oh no! Here we go. Question five. Here we go. I told you there's a theme to this week's game. Right, so it's four right. four. Question five. Which Scottish Premiership UN team? Um, which stadium has the smallest capacity in the Scottish Premiership? I think we've had this question before. We haven't. We I think, I think haven't. we have. We have not had it. I think we've had this question before, and you not got in it. my time. And you got it right. I'm telling you right now, we have not had this. I think you got it right. So you're asking what the actual attend- attendance is. What the, aye. the capacity of the stadium. No, yeah. we've not had that. We've yeah. definitely not had Which that. Which stadium has the smallest questions. capacity? So, so does you need to tell us what the capacity is to get it right? No, he just needs to give me the, the team. Oh, for God's sake. Well, that's easy then. Is it? Yeah. Is it? It's not easy. Well, it's not hard. There are 12 teams to choose from, you. Yeah. Right. And it's not Rangers or Celtic. It's not Rangers or Celtic. I was just going to say that, actually, John. I'm glad you clarified yeah. that. Just to point them in the right direction. Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, no. It's Didn't none of them. It. Motherwell, no. Um, is it Ross County? You tell me, Ian. Hold on. Shut up! Ross County are on the list. I think Livingston's quite big, isn't it? You're getting all hot under that jumper there. Who's other pishy teams doing there just now? Hearts. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it's not St Mirren. We've got a new stadium, it's nice. Good crowd. <sighs> I'm going to go with... 
Is it St. John's? Not St. Johnston. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Ross County. That means it's sudden death. There won't be much in it. I don't think because St. No, Mirren's ground not. only holds no. six thousand. Is it? Is that yeah. all it is? Yeah, there's not much in it. So that's me four three up. Question five for Stephen. If he gets it wrong, I win the week. Which Scottish Championship side has the smallest capacity, Stephen? Oh, oh, oh! You are a Championship side as the Fairmont supporter. Oh, that's a good question. Which side in the Scottish Championship has the smallest capacity? I think it's one of two for me. Look, thinking of it. Oh, that's, I like that question. Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> you and your Oh, I'm getting ready to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Stephen's thinking about this one. I think it's uh, one of three. It's one of three for me. <laughs> what are you doing? Doing a lot of writing there, Stephen. I'm writing down the teams. Ah, you're writing down the teams? Ah, it's not going to fucking help you. Oh, no, it literally will help me. <laughs> because you still get to pick one. I go with your first instinct, mate. What was your first thought before you wrote down, wrote, down, wrote down the teams? Well, I'll get to that. It's not Dundee United. It's not Dunfermline. It's not Wraith Rovers. It's not Partick Thistle. It's not Queen's Park now that they officially <laughs> you know. are officially based at Hamden. Yeah. So it's one of three, isn't it? So that leaves... One of three, mate. Ayr, Morton, Inverness, although I don't think it's Inverness, so I'm going to rule them out. That's not Inverness. So who else am I missing? I'm missing a team. I can't think who it is. I don't want to cheat and look at the leaks. Who's the other team that I'm missing? I need to find out who the team is before... You give your answer. I give my answer, because uh-huh. otherwise... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your league, mate. I know. Sake. I know, but I'm missing a team. Yeah, I know, don't know that's what I said, but it's your league. Who was thinking of the fixtures at the weekend? Thinking of teams that... Look at you and try to help you there, Stephen. No, that's nice of him, isn't it? No, because right. he's struggling, mate. He's struggling. <laughs> and I'm on the... I've found other team. It's Airdrie. And it's not Airdrie because they've got a 10,000-seater stadium. So it's one of Air Morton. I'm going to rule out Morton. <laughs> I don't think it's them. So, and I'm going to rule out air, so I'll go for Arbroath final answer. <laughs> Arbroath final answer? Yes. <laughs> I thought you had him there, you. So did I. Oh, no, we're doing That means it's going to be a tiebreak. Yeah. Here we go, tiebreak. Right, so, okay. So, how do we do this? Do we right, you both it? need to write your answers down. I'm going to ask you the question. You both need to write your answers down and then give it to me, okay? Okay, okay. writing them down. Go right. on. How many different teams have won the Scottish Cup? How many different teams have won the Scottish Cup? Is it the closest two? to closest two. wins? Write your answers down. How many teams in total have won the Scottish yep. Cup? How many different teams have won the Scottish Cup? Up until 2023. Yes. yes. I've written my answer then. You were quick there. Have you actually got an answer? Mm-hmm. That was quick. Are you happy with your answer? Yeah. I think I know it. 
the actual oh, answer. Wow. I, think, I think I've got it on the door. Oh, don't wow. tell me that. Seriously? Mm -hmm. Are you just putting the pressure on by saying that? No. If you know this fact, Stephen, I'll be very impressed. Oh, God. I just, I just feel... I... Just write something, Ian. Have I... you genuinely got a number? You, you... No, I've changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for... But that's my answer locked in now. I'm not going to change it now. Right. I'm going to go for that. Right, I've got a number and I've circled it. Right. I'm going to hold up to the screen. Okay, uh, right, Ewan, what is your answer? Have you got a number written down? Yeah, yeah. Can we hold up at the same time? Yep. But I'll, I'll give you my answer first for those who are listening and not watching. Yep. Right. Right, three, two, one, hold it up. Is <gasps> <gasps> right. it both written what? No. Uh, no, he's written 23 and I've written 22. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. No. So if it's lower than 22... Ewan wins. Eh, sorry, Stephen wins. Stephen wins. If, if it's, it's higher... Yeah, the 22, tw I win. The 22, Ewan wins. Oh, my word. Right, here we go. Here we go. Are we ready for the Champions right, League music? Right, we need some dramatic music right, for this. Let's, right, okay, let's get the tension back on. <sighs> to win the quiz. These are both... It was in the 20s. Oh, no! <laughs> it was in the 20s. Oh, you've, you've well, won no, You've won no, You've got three shouts there with 2021 You've got seven shouts. Or eight shouts. Right, Ewan's won. Right, that's a joke. Just get all done with it. Come on. Please tell me I've won this with 23. Do you know what's really right? See, see before you See before you reveal the answer. I did write down 25. Did you? You're joking. How many different teams have won the Scottish Cup? Come on, please tell me. The answer. 25, Stephen. Oh, get in. Yes. Get in. What a victory that is! He had the answer, let me see! 25 and he scored it out! And he put 22! You know when I was like, I know the answer on the dot? It turns out I knew the answer on the dot! Oh, and what I was... a victory that is! Get it right up you! Wow! Unbelievable! Get in there, thank you! The thank first you. one in a while! First one in a while! That's the comeback on! And that is a good omen ahead of the League Cup semi-final this Sunday. It's a victory for you and Cameron. It'll be a victory for Hearts against Rangers on Sunday at Hampden as we book our place in the final for the League Cup final. Get it right up, you. And Rangers fans, see you next, this time next week. Ha ha, I'll be laughing in your face. Just like I'm laughing in the face of Stephen Mill right now. Ha ha ha. Get in there, brilliant. Play the end music thing, because I'm going to hate me celebrate with a Subway sandwich. Get it up, yous. <laughs> this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. A huge thank you to you all for listening or watching on YouTube as well. Yes. Remember, you can see us on YouTube Get by in. searching for the Big Scottish Football yes. Podcast. Or you can just search for Clyde1SSB on YouTube as well. Then hit the wee bell button so you get notified when a new episode, uh, episode drops, I should say. Give us a big fat juicy five stars. If you're rating us as well, subscribe with your podcast provider. Uh, and jump on at Big Football Scott for question time for start, sub, sell or just some general banter and feedback on the show as well we do like feedback we'll be back next time for another uh, for another episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast Ewan like fuck off honestly victory for me yes